Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. God, we love you. We praise you. And we thank you. We're so appreciative for this opportunity to be here on this Holy Wednesday. God, thank you for meeting us here each and every day. Um, that we have uh, been on this um, journey, God, as we reach in the, 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 the toward the peak of this mountain. God, speak with clarity, speak with boldness today, speak and deliver today, speak in instruction and speak and educate us in the spirit. And when it's all said and, said and done, we're careful to give your name, the glory, honor and praise in the powerful name of Jesus. We pray Let the people of God say amen, amen, amen. All right, fam, today. Um, uh, the word of God is found in Matthew, the, um, uh, uh, 25th, uh, uh, Matthew, the, uh, 26th chapter, I'm sorry. And we'll be looking at, um, a few, a few verses. I think we'll be looking at, um, um, Matthew, um, 26, and then we're going to be, uh, skipping right over, um, to, uh, the book of John today. Uh, we're dealing with a, a, a unique moment in the life of Jesus, uh, where we see a lot of things happening all at once on this on this what is known as the uh, spy spy Wednesday by some, but we're going to call it Holy Wednesday. But again, so for a point of reference, uh, some refer to this moment as spy spy Wednesday. So we'll be looking at um, um, a few verses here that I want you to look at Matthew uh, twenty six. Um, and, and we'll be looking at, uh, starting at verse one and, uh, going down to, uh, verse, uh, 13, Matthew 26, starting at verse one, going down to verse 13. And the word of the Lord reads as follows. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, as you know, Passover begins in two days and the son of man will be handed over to be crucified. At that time, at that same time, the leading priests and elders were meeting at the residence of uh, Caiaphas, the high priest, plotting how to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the Passover celebration, they agreed or the people may riot. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy while they while he was eating. A woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. The disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste, they said. It could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, replied, why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. She has poured this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deeds will be remembered and de- discussed. And I want to talk today from on this Holy Wednesday about mixed emotions. Max 20, Matthew 26, verse 1 through 3, mixed emotions. Mixed emotions is a phrase that uh, many of us may be familiar with in, in our own personal uh, co- capacity where uh, you're dealing with a lot of things all at one time. How, how uh, is it in our human existence that sometimes we can uh, love something and hate something uh, at the same time? How is it uh, in our human existence? Sometimes we're trying to go forward and and, and at the same time, we, we want to go 
uh, backwards? How is it in our few human existence as visionaries uh, where you can be in a room full of people and say that this is what God has called us to do and some are encouraged to press on and some are uh, encouraged to push against it. That's what it feels like to be in a situation uh, with mixed emotions. Anybody uh, know what I'm talking about as it relates to mixed emotions? Mixed emotions are quite the entanglement because you have all of these um, different um, uh, feelings and thoughts competing uh, uh, against one another. And as I was studying the word of God today, uh, preparing for Holy Wednesday, all I saw um, was a lot of mixed emotions. You said, what do you mean, Pastor Walt? I want to look at what was happening on this Holy Wednesday in the life of Jesus. And I just want to tell you that emotions of our Lord and Savior had to be all over the place because the people that surrounding him, their emotions were all over the place. And we can never forget about the humanity of our Lord and Savior. That's why he understands us so much because he uh, was a person that knew what it felt like to be in a situation uh, where there was mixed emotions. He knew what it felt like to be in a situation where there were mixed opinions, and he knew what it felt like uh, to try to find focus when everybody was uh, all over the place, all at the same time. Well, when we look at this text, the first thing that we see, I want to talk about the emotions of our Lord and Savior Jesus on this, on this Holy Wednesday. It says this, when Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, as you know, Passover begins in two days and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. He was reminding them uh, that on Passover, remember, there was a celebration of the Jews celebrating the fact uh, that when Jesus uh, used various signs and wonders to free the Jews from Egypt, uh, one of the more dynamic and more powerful ones is when the uh, uh, Lord allowed uh, the deaf angel uh, to come into uh, Egypt and the deaf angel would, would kill, kill, kill the firstborn uh, male in every family. That was one major exception. Y'all remember it, don't you? Um, um, Moses was giving instructions to tell them to take an unblemished lamb and, 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 and sacrifice that unblemished lamb take the doorposts, uh, take the blood from that uh, unblemished lamb, dip it uh, in, in, in the hyssop uh, branch and take the hyssop and, and, and put it over, over the doorposts, right? It was very symbolic. So when the deaf angel came in, the deaf angel would pass over the homes that were covered with the blood. I hope and pray that you still get excited when you think about the fact that we are covered with the blood. Does anybody still get excited when you think about the fact that the blood still covers us. We are still covered with the blood. I want to encourage you, uh, Reverend Lonnie, today that you are covered in the blood. When you go out and do ministry, God is about to do some greater works in your ministry and in your life because of your humble spirit. There are so many of you others that you are covered in the blood, and that's why God has kept you. God has delivered you. God is about to do a greater work in you because you are covered. So the children of Israel were about to celebrate the Passover when their ancestors who were covered with the blood and the deaf angel didn't strike them. And God used that moment um, to do a greater thing 
in their life. Watch this. So uh, the problem, though, is unfortunately Jesus is not as excited about the Passover as everybody else, because this time, um, to say it plainly, uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is on the altar. He will be the one that will be sacrificed. His blood will be will, will, will be shed. His, his blood will, will pour out, and it's going to hurt. Let us not forget ever that this hurt. This was a real human experience. Could you imagine the pain of being uh, stabbed in your side? It would hurt. Could you imagine the pain of being uh, 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 flogged uh, with a whip, uh, with bone shards uh, on the end? It would hurt. Uh, now he understands that he's about to be the one to be passed over. And not only is he going to be hurting physically, he's going to be hurting emotionally because they're going to mock him. They're going to spit on him. I told the people Sunday, I tell you what, you know, if you want to get some furniture move and spit on me. And so um, um, they said, he's going to knock me. They're going to spit on me. They're going to do all these things to me and it's not going to feel good. So remember the humanity of Jesus doing Holy Week to understand he was human and it hurts. Somebody says sometimes it's hurt. It hurts being a human, doesn't it? Yeah. And so now he's dealing with all these emotions that he has to go through these things and he's about to be handed over to be crucified. Y'all, we don't really embrace the Easter season until we deal with the pain and the hurt. I, I found a video for my kids. It was on a um, Bible project. It's not too graphic, but I was talking to them about um, Easter. And uh, of course, they they kind of get it, but still they, 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 they don't just a little bit. And I say, until y'all understand the hurt, until y'all understand what we're talking about, I ain't, I ain't going to put on passion out of Christ because I need you to go to bed. I don't need you to see that kind of blood, but I need you to see something. So I found a nice little video that was on a Bible project for kids. And I'm going to tell you, I'm watching my boys. And it was that moment that it all kicked in. This is an interesting video. They watching it. We And it was an interesting video. It was that moment, y'all, when they saw on this video how they had Jesus on the cross and they pulled, put ropes around the cross and they picked the cross up. And they held our Lord and Savior up in the sun, like uh, to hung, hang, beard, and die. That I saw this shock factor come on the face of my boys, and I'm like, yes, that's what I was looking for. I'm not a crazy parent, but I understand that if my boys don't really understand the human impact of this, it'll never uh, take root in their heart. And there are people that are grown today. You've been in church your whole life, but you don't really understand the human impact, the emotions, that everything that Jesus suffered in that moment and he didn't suffer it for no reason. He suffered it just for you and just for me. And I want to remind you that it hurt. I want to remind you that he cried. I want to remind you that he dealt with depression. I want to remind you that he thought about that it was any other way. It hurt and it hurt real bad because he knew what was ahead of him and and he, and he made him cry. I mean, fellas, if Jesus wept, I want to let you know that we can weep too um, because our tears sometimes is the only way we can deal with our emotions. There's somebody in here that just needs to cry out and release because sometimes it hurts and sometimes it just hurts being a human. And so he's dealing with these emotions. At the same time, he's dealing with his emotions. There's another crowd that got some emotions as well. They were the priests and, 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 and Judas. Watch this, verse 3, Matthew 26, verse 3. At the same time, the leading priests and the elders were meeting at the residence of Caiaphas, the high priest, plotting how to capture Jesus secretly and kill him, but not doing the Passover celebration, they agreed, or the people may riot. Priests, jealous of Jesus, the priests, 
who wanted um, authority that didn't belong to them, the priests who uh, wanted to be the people, the people that that the wanted to be the individuals that the people looked up to for their religiosity. Uh, for those of us that are in, in in leadership in a church, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a deacon, whether you're a trustee, whether you're a minister, whether you're a ministry leader, if you, or you're just a leader without a title, but you're a person with influence, the one thing you can never do is put yourself in the position of God. Even if God uses your prayers and you pray over somebody and they are getting healed, but uh, we got to remember you are not the healer. Uh, even if God allows you to encourage somebody's marriage and their marriage comes back together, you are not the person that saved the marriage. Even if God allows you to say something or lay hands on somebody and uh, and deliverance comes their way, you got to remember you are not the deliverer. God has just chose to use you as a vessel. And so sometimes the vessel gets ahead of himself or herself and thinks that they are the savior. And I want to remind you that God is the source. God is the healer. God is the restorer. And if you stay humble, he can use you. The problem with the priest was that they started to believe that they were the source. They started to believe that that, that they uh were God. They then when the and when the true uh God showed up, they 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 didn't want the true God to take their place, not ever not realizing that they never really had a place at all. They had a position and that position got the best of them. Don't let a position get the best of you men and women of God. And so uh, their emotions are anger and jealousy and hatred towards Jesus because the people are running to Jesus and now no longer running to them. Their anger and hatred is toward Jesus because Jesus turned over um, their industry there when they were robbing people in the temple and and he, and he uh, selling, selling stuff for 20 times the price, according to some theologians. They're angry at him. And Judas is... Uh, emotions are interesting. While uh, we don't understand the full insight of what, why he did what he did, we understand that it had to be an emotional time. He saw who Jesus was. He had a, he had a, a close and up personal in uh, up front, front row seat encounter with Jesus, but nevertheless, he decided to do what he decided to do. Uh, he decided to betray our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And yes, it's true that deliverance is even available to, to was available to Judas had Judas confessed his sins, God is faithful and just to forgive his sins. But I'm talking about the emotions of that moment. What was going through Jesus, Judas's mind when um, Jesus is over here crying and Jesus is over here knowing what's ahead of him? Uh, what's going through Judas's mind where he decides to sell out Jesus for 30 pieces of silver? Listen, where can you imagine somebody that's been close to you for the last three years, walking with you every week, walking with you every Sunday, doing all of this stuff with you, and all of a sudden, just for a few pieces of silver, for a few ducats, for a few dollars, right, for a few coins, for the bag, they sell you out. How would you feel about that? Judas, what was you thinking about at that time? What were the emotions of Judas? Well, we would ultimately know that Judas would be so stressed about what happened in this moment that the Bible would later tell us that Judas would take his own life because this was such an, an emotional 
overwhelming incident, but I want to encourage you that there was even grace available for Judas. So if you are a situation where you've made a bad choice, or if you've been in Judas where you say, I've done something so wrong to myself, I've done something so wrong to somebody else, I don't feel like there is hope. Can I encourage you today and let you know that there is always hope. There is always a way out. There is always a way up. God wants to restore you. God wants to heal you. God wants to give you another chance. So be encouraged today. And so not only do we see the emotions of Jesus, not only do we see the emotions of the priest, uh, uh, not only do we see the emotions of, uh, of Judas, there was a more emo um, emotions on display. That was an individual, the text says in, in, in verse, uh, verse six, um, um, meanwhile, uh, G Judas was in, uh, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had pre who previously had leprosy. Can I talk about the emotions of an individual named Simon? Simon was a common name at the time, so you would see it in various places. Uh, Simon Peter as an example, but we're not talking about Simon Peter. We're talking about an unknown Simon. What we do know about this Simon by the evidence of this text is that most likely that he was healed by Jesus. You see, leprosy was not something that was known that was known most people would be cured from. Um, there was something that would be a death sentence. What do I mean by death sentence? I meant that it, that meant that they would no longer be around family and friends. They would have to possibly live in a in a leper's colony. They would have to uh, always announce that they were unclean. They could never uh, have a cookout and invite friends over. They could never uh, have a fish fry and hang out with the boys. Simon had been sentenced to a life of isolation until he encountered Jesus and Jesus healed him. And now uh, because he is healed, he's having uh, a, a, a cookout at the crib. You see everybody's there. Judas is over there hanging out. Uh, I mean, you, you no, not Judas. Jesus is over there hanging out. The other uh, apostles over there chilling in the cut, probably watching the game. And why is Simon so excited uh, to be on the grill? Why is uh, Simon so uh, excited uh, to be to have his grandma's banana pudding recipe on display? Simon is so excited because Simon's emotions are all over the place. Simon is excited because he know what it felt to be lost, to be to be the least, to be left out. Simon is excited because he had something in him that somebody that people had concluded would be the depth of him until he met Jesus. Is there anybody that has something in you that the enemy has declared would be the depth of you? If it's depression, that's the enemy's work. I get it. Depression is mental. Depression is medical. Depression is spiritual. It's all of that. That's why you got to go see the counselor. That's why it's good to take your medicine. But I want to tell you that the blood of Jesus still works. I want to tell you that God can move in those situations, whatever it is. Somebody has the sting of a broken relationship on them, and the enemy wants that to be the depth of you. But Simon is here to testify, no matter what is on you, no matter what is in, the, in your life, a real pure encounter with Jesus will shift the entire game and bring you out of the leprous colony back into right civilization. Can I talk to you and say it may not be the leprous, leprous colony, but all Simon is trying to let you know is that whatever you have been struggling with, whatever your family has been dealing with, whatever your son or daughter has been going through, a pure and authentic counter with Jesus will change the game. And I ain't got to tell y'all this. You know this for yourself. Is there anybody here besides Pastor Walt that can testify 
testify that you had some real, pure, authentic encounters with the Lord, and it changed the game. That's why our assignment this week is wherever you are going for worship, you need to take somebody with you. You need to take us the next Simon with you. You see, Simon has leprosy. Simon has depression. Simon has a, 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 a drug problem. Simon um, just lost the custody battle. Simon has not been able to see the child in a while because they're dealing with baby mama drama. Uh, uh, Simon is dealing with baby daddy drop. Simon is dealing with a lot in society when the only thing that's going to help Simon is if Simon has a real encounter with Jesus. I'm so glad that Simon encountered Jesus to the point that he was free and he over there at the cookout. Y'all, I just get so excited about the emotions of Simon because Simon over there, I can imagine him on the grill. He over there flipping the food, y'all, and he got tears coming down his eyes and they said, what's wrong, Simon? Why you crying? Simon said, you don't know what he's done for me. He gave me the victory. They said that I'd never be able to have people in my life. They said I'd never be able to be around people. But look at me. Y'all are in my house as evidence to the fact that I've been restored, as evidence to the fact that I've been renewed. Somebody know what I'm talking about. They said you'd never be a homeowner, but look at you now. Somebody know what I'm talking about. They never said you'd be a graduate, but look at you now. Is there anybody that can get excited about the testimony of Simon because they said you never sing again, but I hear your voice. They said you never preach again, but I hear your proclamation. They said you never dance again, but I see your feet moving. Can anybody just be excited about the emotions of Simon in this season? But oh, not only are there emotions of Simon, y'all, there's another one. Oh, man, I believe she's the one that just take me all the way out. We go uh, a, a, a little bit, a little bit further huh? Well, before we get to her, I got to tell y'all about, about the emotions of the disciples now, because watch this, y'all. We're going to get there in a minute. We're almost done. There, there's, a, there's this woman there. As Simon is on the grill, uh, in verse 7, said, while they was eating Simon good food, he said, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. Um, this woman Believe it or not, study reminded me of something that I skipped over. Y'all probably never skipped over this. Jesus was actually anointed three times in his capacity in the text. And sometimes it's confusing when you look at the various accounts. Um, but when you look at it, the anointings were not the same and were not in the same city. Some of the names, uh, like the name, common name, Simon, you may have seen it in one of the other ones, but this one is different. First of all, it's uh, two days before uh, the uh, Passover, the previous anointing was six days before at, at, at Bethany. So now two days uh, before um, the uh, Passover uh, celebration, uh, he's anointed. And, that, and the last time we saw his, his feet uh, being anointed, but this time uh, she's anointing his head. She has taken this uh, alabaster jar, something uh, that was very uh, uh, valuable and something and the perfume content on the inside of it. And 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 she broke it and she poured uh, this perfume uh, over uh, his head. Can anybody here, can you put yourself in this woman's position, right? Can, can anybody do that? Can you put yourself in her position, in her shoes? Because we're talking about emotions here. 
Jesus is crying. He he he's, he's he has all kind of emotions on the inside. The the the, the priest and Judas are plotting uh, uh, against our Lord and Savior, uh, Savior. Simon is just celebrating the moment because he knows if it wasn't for Jesus, he wouldn't be there. And then we have this woman with this alabaster box, y'all. Can y'all talk to me and just put in the comments how would you feel if you was this woman with the alabaster box? Men of God, don't miss this moment and think that 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 could not have been us, but uh, because we were able to also anoint Jesus and honor him in our own way. But this woman took this 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 alabaster jar of expensive perfume and, and poured it over his head. I want to hear from the saints right now on that point. Y'all type it in, and I'm gonna tell the other people what I'm what I'm seeing. Right? What are you seeing? Right? What are you? What is the Holy Spirit showing you right now? Is Pastor Walt talking to you? I'm just a vessel. What's coming into your mind, woman of God? What's coming into your mind, man of God? Right here in this moment, um, two days before he would be crucified, she's taking the uh this oil and she she's pouring it all over our Lord and see Savior Jesus Christ as y'all are typing on Zoom as you're typing on Facebook and you're telling me what's come to mind when she's broken the I tell you what's come to my mind as she was sitting there she took this uh beautiful uh jar and, and the jar had to be had to be broken she opens it up and then out of that beautiful jar, she starts to pour this oil over his head. We were reminded, I started to think about the Old Testament family. I started to think about in the Old Testament where, where the anointing oil would, would be poured over an individual as the anointing oil was poured over David when David was anointed to be, to be, to be king. I started to think about the Old Testament when they're in the Old Testament, the uh, oil uh, uh, represented the, 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 the Holy Spirit. I, I started to think about the sacrifice of this woman because uh, most likely she probably, maybe she didn't have a lot, but I will tell you whether she had a lot or whether she had a little, uh, she made a, a an, an investment into her Lord. She she gave God her best. It's too many times, y'all, that we don't want to give God our best. It's too many times, y'all, that, that, that we want to hold back when it's time to give unto the, the Lord. The uh, the, the, the disciples right here in this moment, as we talk about their emotions as well, they were in that crowd. They said, we've done the we've done the budget report and we've looked at the data and we could have did something else with this money. But God, but Jesus uh, rebukes them quickly and said, no, listen, I want you to understand something. Uh, it's true that you will have the poor uh, amongst you always, but uh, it's getting late in the evening and the, and the sun is going down for me and, I, and I'm about to leave you and she is prepared preparing me uh, for my my body for 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 burial that I was reminded of the impact of the fact that how God uses us and brings us in uh, to be a part of his movement and he uses individuals not that do it half-heartedly he uses individuals that don't mind giving sacrificially now, I was talking to my good friend Reverend Jamal Murkison who just did a great job decorating our stage I got to give him a public shout out the young man has a has a job and he and and, and he and, and 
and the stuff for the stage was expensive. And I said, hey, man, let me get you. Make sure I get this receipt from you so we can get you reimbursed. And he said, Pastor Walt, I was going to send you the receipts. And the Lord said, I couldn't do it. I said, what you mean? He said, this was my sacrifice. He said, the people of God have to learn that we have to sacrifice uh, if we want to see the move of God in our life. And I said, man, I pray. I know that the Lord is going to bless you tenfold because you decided in your own heart to make a sacrifice. Can I ask you in this moment, what sacrifices are you making for the most high God? What, what thing are you doing for God to the point that sometimes it stings? Sometimes it's giving God our time, right? And to the point that it stings a little bit. Sometimes it's giving God our talents until the point that it stings a little bit. And sometimes it's giving God our treasures until it stings a little bit. That's why I don't really press real hard on, 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 on the 10% as it relates to tithing, because I want to see a group of individuals that grow to the point that the pastor, the deacon, the trustee ain't got to beat you up about a legalistic position about what you give to your God. That's your God. <laughs> he woke you up this morning. That's your God. He is the one that's been providing for you. That's your God. The only person that has never turned on you. That's your God that has seen your every tear. Now, what does your heart say to give to your God? Nobody told that woman to come and give all that she had, but there was her heart talking. And the best gifts from the heart, the best gifts are from the heart. And her emotions was, I'm going to give God my best because God has given me everything that I have. And my challenge for you today in the last 60 seconds that I have is to give God your a best. Because in this season of mixed emotions, in this season of, of sacrifice, the one thing that Jesus said here was that because uh, this woman um, gave her best, because this woman gave sacrificially, I know you don't, uh, y'all don't understand her sacrifice. I know y'all thought it was a waste, but because she gave all that she had to the kingdom, this is what the Lord says. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this this woman's deeds will be remembered and discussed. We're talking about her here in 2023 because she gave her all to the Lord. That's when I want the world, the Lord to say, well done, but I want my works to speak for themselves. They'll say, I tell you one thing about that Pastor Walt, he gave his all to the Lord. I tell you one thing about that Pastor Walt, he laid it all on the table and I will let you know that I was glad to do it. Is there anybody else that beside myself that you are glad to commit your life to the Lord. You are glad to commit your time to the Lord. You are glad to commit your treasures to the Lord. Give yourself away today so that he can use you and so that you can be a part of his plan, even on a holy Wednesday when everything that was going on, he couldn't count on the Pharisees and Sadducees. At that moment, he couldn't count on Jesus, but the prayer is that he can count on you. Can Jesus count on you today? When everything is going on and the world is still filled with mixed emotions and everybody is doing this and doing that, can Jesus count on you on this holy Wednesday? It's prayer time. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we love you today. We thank you today. We honor you today. God, today we're going to be opening up the sanctuary for 12 hours of prayer. And I just pray, Father God, for those individuals that are able to press their way and those that can't because of various responsibilities. But um, but either way it goes, I I pray that you meet us there. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit, that your Shekinah glory will be present in the sanctuary all day, all day, God, all day, all night. Prayer, speak, God, deliverance, God, healing, provide for needs, set free on today. 
God, I thank you for your sons and daughters that are present with us this morning. Bless their lives today. Speak to them today. Make a way, God. Do it like only you can on today. And Lord, when it's all said and done, we're praying, God, that we'll be able to bring individuals to your presence on this weekend so that they may be able to encounter you in a special way. We love you. We praise you. It's in the powerful name of Jesus. We pray. Let the people of God say amen, amen, amen. Listen, love you, family. God bless you all. Looking forward to seeing some of you uh, doing the um, 12 hours of prayer. God bless and go in peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.